0: Hey, welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm Andrew Wardall, and today is September 14th. Really, what we have here today is another game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Marlins baseball in September isn't exactly like the most straightforward of narratives to follow, so really what I'm doing with today's Big Fish Small Pod episode is looking at... Yesterday's game, the debut of Jordan Groshans. Overall, the Marlins outing against Bailey Falter, a crafty lefty, and the rest of the Philadelphia Phillies. The Marlins and the Phillies do play again today with Edward Cabrera squaring up for the Marlins at 6.40 p.m. at Lone Depot Park. But really like what I want to talk about today is the debut of Jordan Groshans. Which I thought was really promising. Um, obviously, like, it's his debut. He certainly fit in the picture of a Major League Baseball game. Like, he certainly was the part. He had some of the harder hit balls in the game. A really, like, well hit, like, well contacted ball to center field for, like, a an early flyout. But he did hit, uh, like, a ground out over 100 miles an hour, showing that, like, bat speed exit velocity that you want to see in any Marlins batter, really. He looked to have a solid build overall, did show some aggression at the plate, and overall did really look the part, and I do anticipate him being a part of this Marlins team heading into 2023 and beyond. What is it like to watch your brother make his big league debut? You know, that kid, um, a lot of people might not know it, but um, when he was growing up, he he was undersized and he had to go through a lot of adversity and stuff to actually get to where he's at now, and you know, if you've looked through his uh, his minor league history, he's had a, a couple of really bad injuries, and you know, t- to see him finally, you know, prove everybody wrong and you know, do what he's capable of doing here at the big league level in Miami, it's it's a dream come true being able to watch him, being able to watch him do it. So, certainly, the beyond part is absolutely a prediction, but he will almost undoubtedly be a part of this Marlins 2023 team and it really isn't clear what the capacity will be. Could he be given like a starting position at like third or potentially second base or could he fill in more as a utility player for the middle infield with obviously like the build to handle third base and possibly even add some strength that could help with that long throw against the, like, relatively crafty lefty Bailey Falter for the Phillies, it seemed like the Marlins often got aggressive on his pitches, trying to, like, get him, well, like, trying to surprise this young player early by getting those, like, first pitch strikes that they're directed to meet, um, directed to, to throw, and Falter has, like, certainly good enough stuff and varied enough stuff to keep the Marlins off balance if they are literally just going to. As a unit, really, the Marlins swung at his pitches, hit his pitches in the air, and flight out lightly, at least the first time through the order. And there was more like potent contact that second time through. Miggy Rowe got it going with a single, like a sharp single. De La Cruz hit his home run. And overall, it was... A frustrating game for the team you could see it on the field of play um Miguel Rojas in a moment after ending the inning at the dish he threw down his equipment in the dirt and just like uh, it felt like a moment where he was physically taking out that frustration uh, later on after an out in the ninth inning Brian Anderson conveying some information to like Charles LeBlanc about the pitcher they were facing kind of like clearly had something again frustration going on past like down the dugout after he like gave the information carried that frustration just said to himself oh it's like just like a like a muttered expletive um just to himself just that like immediate frustration that's just like between you and you know the athlete you're trying to be on the other side with Philadelphia, I saw something that I really liked with Gene Segura. It was really like noticeable how his really developed lower body worked with his swing in support of his swing. There was a moment early in the game where he got a single off of Sandy just by like staying on a pitch that was well, very fast and far away from him, but with his like lower body strength, he was able to like stay strong and on that pitch. And send it away. It was, like, a really impressive thing. It was, like, one of those things that, like, I was imagining Brian Anderson with, like, such a ability there, able to, like, reach those pitches that are, like, maybe even chase pitches, breaking pitches away, that extra, like, bit of power to, like, keep your swing going, despite the off-balance nature of... Some of those, like, reach pitches on the mound. Sandy was as just unbelievable as ever. It's so easy just to, like, see him closing out, like, a Game 7 of the World Series. Just seriously being just better than the competition, whatever the competition. It's a shame that there isn't the same sort of electricity behind his starts that you would see in those moments, because it's absolutely just like picturesque with what you hope to see there. This like pitcher that can just go the distance, pounding 100, it's incredible. Just performance, it's like a feat of athleticism. It's incredible. That's really all I have for you on today's Big Fish Small Pod. I'll be back with you on Friday of this week as the Marlins look to face the nationals. But until then, as the Marlins close out this series with the Pennsylvania Philadelphia Phillies. The only team in baseball that is named for a sandwich. But anyways, I have been Andrew Wordalt. Keep your ears tuned to fish stripes for the latest and be with us for our continued coverage of this series against the Phillies.